Hi everyone, this is Pastor Brett with SPBC, and I would like to welcome you to our ongoing audio devotional program that we have entitled Growing in Grace. Today we'll be continuing a new series focusing on the elements of Christian growth. We hope that you find the same joy and conviction listening to these as we have experienced in their preparation. Last week, I watched a scathing commentary video over the current events that are erupting all over the United States. And in this video, the increasingly flustered host repeatedly stated that they woke up and no longer recognized their country that they had loved so much. Over the following days, this sentiment was repeated as many Americans find themselves in the midst of an identity crisis. Regardless of where you may fall politically and in your view of everything going on, I wonder what has happened to us that we, by and large, as Christians, are completely devoid of outrage or even concern over the current state of the church we claim to hold so dearly. Where has our outrage been when marriage, family, gender, and the very value of life itself has been under attack decade after decade? How have we come so far away from what Christ intended the church to be, and yet we don't wake up broken-hearted because we no longer recognize the bride of Christ? Complacency, along with the weight of the world, has lulled us into a false sense of security, and biblical literacy has taken a heavy beating as a result. Let me show you a little bit of what I'm talking about. When consistent churchgoers in the United States were surveyed by LifeWay Research about how much of the Bible they had previously and personally read, they said the following. 10% said that they had read none of it. 13% said they had read only a few sentences here and there. 30% said that they had read several passages and stories throughout the Bible. 15% said they have read barely over half. 12% said almost all of it. 11% said all of it. And only a mere 9% said that they had read it all more than once. Further research on the importance of the Bible in the average churchgoer's life found that at the very least, Americans overall have a positive view of the Bible. 37% say it is helpful in their day-to-day -day life, while 35% call it life-changing and 36% say that it is true. 52% say the Bible is a good source for morals and about 14% say that it is outdated. 7% say harmful, and 8% say that it is bigoted. To boil this down, our research shows that over half of all churchgoers have read relatively little of the Bible. One in every ten has read none of it, and only about half of us believe it's even true through and through. It's no wonder, then, that a startling 1% of church leaders believe that the church is adequately discipling its congregation and only 20% of adults in the church are involved in some sort of a discipleship. This gives us a clear cause behind all of the issues and problems and struggles that the church at large has from week to week, month to month. It also gives us a point of reference so that we can stem the tide of this issue. The spiritual disciplines we will be looking at over the coming episodes are trademarks not only for a healthy Christian, but a healthy church. Even statistics as overwhelming and heartbreaking as these can be rectified by the very thing we've been neglecting, God's holy and perfect word. For those of you that are students of history, you'll recognize that during the Protestant Reformation that happened just over 500 years ago, a man by the name of Martin Luther coined five pillars of the Christian faith that would later be known as the five sola. One of these essential pillars, Luther believed, was the doctrine of the sufficiency of scripture. In other words, he believed wholeheartedly 
that the Bible was enough for all of our spiritual needs. In one of his many letters, he states, quote, For one has to instruct consciences that the comfort of the gospel is directed to each individual. Therefore, as you people who understand these matters know, the gospel has to be applied through the word to each individual particularly, so that each individual in his conscience is tossed about by the questions whether this great grace, which Christ offers to all men, belongs to him too. This is in beautiful harmony with 2 Timothy 3.16-17, which states that, quote, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, end quote. The weight of history and evidence firmly places the Bible in its own class and gives credence to the claims that it makes. This is where we start as new believers and as believers that have wandered away from their relationship with God. When we challenge ourselves to look at the relationship that we have, honesty and transparency is of the utmost importance. When we look at the great men and women throughout Scripture, we see one undeniably central theme. They hungered and ached for a stronger relationship with their God. Psalm 42 is one such example. In the opening two verses, the psalmist states, quote, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? End quote. This is a challenge for every believer. Do you really thirst for God and his word? Is it the anchor that holds you steady from day to day no matter what storm is hitting you? Or does it take a back seat to your daily routine? Does it fall short next to sports, media, relationships, hobbies, anger, hate, jealousy, fear, or anything else in your life? To be clear, if anything is raised higher than God, no matter how well-meaning we may be, it is an idol and unacceptable before God. If idolatry reigns in our lives, you will only find heartache and brokenness. One of the most famous passages from the life of Jesus is his proclamation of his status as the great and loving shepherd that we find in John chapter 10. It is a powerful chapter that is worth visiting and revisiting throughout our life. However, I want to focus on verses 27 through 28, where Jesus says, quote, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. End quote. John, in the same gospel, goes on to say in chapter 20, quote, These things are written that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that believing in him you may have life in his name. End quote. This is not about how much knowledge and memorization we can cram into our heads. It's not about winning debates or being a good speaker or persuasive leader. This is and always has been about mending the relationship between God and man, which we have utterly destroyed with the sin in our lives. If you have found yourself straying from the path of God, the first step you must make is to build and hone the ability to recognize the voice of our shepherd. And you will never be able to do so without spending consistent and quality time in his word. Psalm 19 is arguably the most definitive passage in all of scripture when talking about the importance of scripture and the power that it has over our eternal destination. Verses 17 through 14 say that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. And the commandment of the Lord is pure and enlightening to the eyes. 
The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, and the rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is God's servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. Verse 12, Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults, O Lord. Keep back your servant also for presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great sin. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. End quote. This week, I challenge you to make time every day to read this passage and challenge yourself to answer where you stand on this topic. Maybe biblical study is intimidating and you just don't know how to do it. If this is the case, then that is where your pastor and your church family come into play. Once you have identified the root of the problem, it is time to fix it. There is nothing that you need to be embarrassed about except for the failure to try. God doesn't call everyone to be theologians. He doesn't call everybody to be teachers or pastors. But he does command that all believers hear his voice and follow his commands. If you are falling behind or have lost your way, then ask God to remove what is standing between you and him. The great shepherd and savior of our souls wants to walk with you, so it is time to run to him so that you may continually be transformed into the image of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you transform the way that we look at your word, that it's not just some book, it's not just a source of morals, but it is the very word and breath that comes from your mouth and your lungs. Help us to apply even the smallest thing to our daily life so that we can show others the love and new heart that you have placed inside of us. Challenge us to dig deeper, challenge us to grow stronger so that we may be a church and we may be individuals that are worthy of the call that you have placed before us. I thank you for the ability to be a Christian, to be able to call you Lord and Savior without fear of persecution, without fear of being thrown into prison. And I ask that you give us strength in the days and weeks to come to reach out to those who need to know your love. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening, and if you would like to see more of our content, please visit us at our website at sbbcpittsburgh.org. That's sbbcpittsburgh.org, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel where you can find recent sermons and the entire series of Growing in Grace. Simply type in and search South Broadway Baptist Church. Thank you again, and until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you.